Live. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. Come fill your time. This pot's for all. From the finger lakes, join in the call. Learn something new about the Cuca Trail of State New York. Every episode of Tap. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. It's rare. All right. Hello. I am so glad to be back doing this again. It's been a long time. Yeah, you left us for a while. I left you for a while. <laughs> Way too long. You can probably suck it up because everybody was supposed to be inside for most of that time anyway. <laughs> most of the time, yeah. When I went, for anybody who doesn't know, I think most people here know by now that I went to uh, New York City. It's actually in East Elmhurst, which is even kind of where they had a higher rate of everything than the rest of the city for most of the time. Um, but when I went down there, I felt somewhat kind of lucky despite being in a facility that was full of COVID patients because um, I was one of the only people that I knew who was allowed to um, go see other people in person every day. Okay. It's like, I don't have to be locked in my apartment. I can actually go out and see other humans every day. What was it like, Phil, in the city? Not, not great. <laughs> not great. I don't love the city. Everybody knows I don't love the city. Nope. And this confirmed it. I don't really love the city. I did find I had really bad experiences with a lot of stuff and I had really good experiences with other things. But uh, it makes sense now to me why they have different parts of the city and why the different parts are considered so different. Like whenever somebody says, oh, New York City, and they're like, oh, that's Manhattan. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like New York City is the whole thing, right? Right. Well, it is. But at the same time, when people say New York City and they're talking about Manhattan, it's like you go down there and it's all high rises and it's all like trying to find a freaking spot to park. Oh, right. It was so stressful. And actually just driving home at the end of the night, it was like seven miles and it would take me 45 minutes. Just, and that was with no, with hardly any traffic, just trying to navigate through the city. So I'm glad to not be doing that anymore. <laughs> so why were you one of the people that got to like go around and see other people? Was it because you were not positive for COVID? Is that what you meant? Instead of being locked away? No, what I mean is I was going to work every day. Oh, you mean just from like working down yeah, there? Yeah, I was able yeah. to, instead yeah. of being stuck in an apartment, trying to figure yeah. out what I can do remotely, which I was still doing things remotely from, from a job, from my regular job. But um, it was nice to be able to go to a facility and see people in person. So that was it. I mean, and I, there were a lot of really cool people there. We had... Um, healthcare professionals that came from all over the country, a lot of Caribbeans who uh, were immigrants who came to help. They've obviously, they've been living here for a while, but they uh, kind of came down to help in the city. People came from 
California, Alabama, Florida, uh, Ohio, uh, Louisiana, West Virginia, Ohio, wow. people from everywhere. It was really cool. How many hotels did you have to switch up from now and again? I lived in three different hotels. And then I spent 12 hours a day working in a facility that was basically a modified hotel. So I spent almost I spent almost all of my time in New York City in hotels. And it's not, not a great situation. Um, it's tough partly because with my diet and with what's going on with all the restaurants there, it's impossible to eat a good meal every day. So they're not allowed to open inside in New York City? Is that there is that the deal there? I think they might be doing that now. Are I they? I think they might just be finally doing that now. Yeah. I know they were on they were on schedule to be doing it around now. So but when I was there, there wasn't. And when I was there, when I first got there, everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. So once I got on the highway, it was me and a couple other cars. It what should have been rush hour. Right. By the time I left there. I was fortunate to have moved to a hotel that was within walking distance from the hotel I was working in. So it was, um, I didn't have to deal with the traffic, but the people that were coming in um, from elsewhere were saying that there was a lot of traffic. And I had a view of the highway and it was starting to really fill up. So, so how, did you, how did you do your meat diet in New York City? Well, I did have to cheat a little bit. And how much right, weight did you well, lose again? I'm sorry. What was that number you threw at me? I'm, I'm a little, I've lost a little over 40 pounds eating 40 pounds. On, the, on the carnivore diet. So, and you it, look good. Thank you. Yeah, no, I feel good. And that's, I mean, it's amazing the, the difference it makes to, you know, get some of the extra weight off and get going on a diet where you've actually got energy and you're not hungry all the time. So I, I was a guy who, was always hungry and always eating. And once I switched over to eating the carnivore way, it's, um, you really don't have that. Well, it's nice that you have your facial hair back too and your hair. Yes. Yeah. 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 Looks good. You're looking a little strange, man. Like Mr. <laughs> Clean style. I know. I know. Not sure what's going on, Bill. Portia's like, who's that? I'm like, it's Phil. (laughs) Well, that's the first time in her life that I haven't had a beard. Right. (laughs) So it's understandable that she'd be confused. I don't know if I'm allowed to to say this, but you're definitely more handsome with a beard, Phil. So yeah, that's definitely your love. You definitely definitely need the beard. And then Jesse cut his hair. And Jesse, do I see some like white on the side? A little gray, a little salt pepper on the side? Maybe a little here. Yeah, yeah. look at you. Yeah. I love it. Up. It didn't happen until I opened a restaurant and then <laughs> went gray instantly. Yeah. Horrible. I can't so, wait till we can get in the studio. I, right. Yeah. I can't wait for you to come drink some bourbon in the restaurant there, man. That's going to be fun. Is it next, next week, Phil? Next week. Next week? Yep. Cool. Do, we, do we have a date? Well, date? we don't have a date and here's why. Okay. I, um, I did get tested for coronavirus before right. I left the city. Mm-hmm. And that was actually surprising. Everybody keeps asking me, oh, how often did you get tested? That was the only time I got tested while I was there was on my way out of the city to come back here. Because, um, I, you know, I've been telling a lot of people down there that, you know, where I live, we don't really have it. It's there, but it's not it's not widespread. 
And throughout this whole crisis, we've had less than 50 cases. I think it might have just, just crested that uh, now. But I can't be the reason why that changes here. I can't bring it back here. I can't, you know, be in a in a COVID facility and then come back here and give it to people. So mm -hmm. I made sure to get tested before I left the city. And I did the uh, the nasal swab test, yeah. not, the, not the nasal pharyngeal. So the nasal swab is interesting because I thought they were going to be sticking the thing all the way to the back of my skull. No. Uh, but instead, they took out this tube and they said, okay, take that out of there. And I was like, oh, I'm doing this is a self test kind of thing. Huh? So they said, take that out of there. And okay, so you grab it. Okay, now stick it like as far up your nose as you can and swirl it around. So they don't expect you to go the like five or six inches or whatever back in. Right. Uh, they're happy with, you know, two inches up your <laughs> nose and then swirl it around. <laughs> Unlike. <laughs> up. Anyway. Uh, and then I also did the antibody test. So oh, I heard yeah. that the results should come back quicker from the antibody test. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't, I don't know. So we'll see. So you, you still don't know if you're tested positive well, or negative? Yeah. So I tested, I, I don't know yet. I can check. That's really weird. Oh, just, did they not let you know or you just didn't want to know? I think they're supposed to email me, but what I've been doing is I've been checking. I've got like a, an online account mm -hmm. through them where it, it shows a summary of lab results. Mm -hmm. So if, if there are any lab results, it should show up there. But they also just told me to wait till after today and then I could call them. So it's strange because I know other people who've gotten tested and they got it within like a day. Yeah, I think it's partly right. just because I was someplace where, yeah, no results yet. Um, I was someplace where there were a ton of people getting tested. I thought mm -hmm. I was going to die of melanoma standing in line to wait to get in. Uh, to get my test instead of having to worry about coronavirus because it was about 95 degrees and the sun's beating down and I thought I was going to be able to walk right in. Nope. Yeah, healthy went, glow. I went to a part of the city called Corona. Stop it. Corona. I swear to God. I drank a Corona the, yesterday. It's so the weird. nearest part of the city that had a testing facility that made sense for me was in Corona. So oh, I went sense. to Corona. And I stood out in the sun for over an hour uh, waiting to get inside. And then another hour once I got inside. Wow. So is it is it fake news that those tests are supposed to be like, they're supposed to be 50% negative or 50% positive? Like, like it's like 50-50, right? It's not. You mean like, that they're not accurate? Yeah. They're saying like that they're not the great. I don't know. False positive, right? Isn't that what they're saying about it? Like, yeah, false positives and false negatives. Yeah. So I guess that's, I'm not the utmost expert on this, but from my understanding is that there are a few different things going on. So when you get the antibody test, what that tells you is whether or not you've ever had it. Okay. Right. And you, you could have some levels of antibodies just from having the common cold, but once you get up to a certain threshold, that's more specific to actually this COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm. um, the swab tests are supposed to be getting more accurate as far as picking it up when it's there. But what they're testing 
is actually for the RNA. So the genetic material of the virus, if there's any of that present, it should come back positive because the way that it works is it's a process called PCR, polymerase chain reaction. And the way that that works is it takes um, DNA or RNA and it makes a whole bunch of copies of it. So if there's a little bit of it there, it makes a whole bunch of it. So then you can detect it. And if it's not right. there, it can't make copies of it because it's not there. So anyway, if there's a little bit of it there, it should come back positive. Well, the thing is, if you had it a month ago, mm-hmm. well, there still might be particles there. It, it won't necessarily be active. Uh, the current guideline is, you know, 14 days of isolation from your exposure time or 10 from your test if it's a positive test. So anyway, if if it's been three weeks, you still might have fragments of RNA there that it's picking up and saying that you're positive, even though you aren't really positive anymore. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's kind of my understanding of it. And that's kind of what we went off of in the facility I was working in. So how has it been for you being back in the Finger Lakes? You haven't really been exposed uh, I'm to not it. back. I know. You're, I'm back. You're, not, you're back. here, but you're not here. Oh, it sucks. I'm not back. I, I will say that. And how are you getting food? It's been really tough to stay inside because I've been just staying right into my apartment. Because I, I, Like I said, I, I don't want to be the reason that somebody gets this. Right. Um, even if I'm asymptomatic, I don't want to be the reason. Right. So it's been tough to stay home knowing that my friends are just down the road and I miss them and I want to go for a walk. And we've got brand new facilities on the outlet trail that it's been looking great, dude. I'm the newest president of. And you're the newest whoa. president? Yeah, I got voted president uh last wow. month. Congrats. So uh I haven't even been able to go down and see it yet. And I'm really excited to be able to go see it. Yeah. Um but my lovely office mate, Gina, uh, got me some groceries when awesome. I got back. And then, you know, I was hoping to get some duck eggs. There was a guy that was going to bring me duck eggs, but he never showed up. Oh. So, where, where do we and get then duck Spotted Duck doesn't sell them. So, I, I was, right. this guy, well, they don't sell them right now. They do sell them sometimes, but right now they don't. They don't deliver, so. Anyway, hopefully I'll get some duck eggs soon because I'm into that now. And uh, being a carnivore, fortunate that um, Angie Bedient I was able to hook up with. And she got me, she came and brought to my porch um, a ton of meat. She brought me, and it's like stuff that you would say, oh, yeah, of course Phil would get that. Right. So obviously you go for a couple of ribeyes and some burger, but then I also got uh, like four tails and a tongue. And uh, I was hoping for some other stuff, but that's what she was able to to get. No, no, I I was hoping to get heart. I was hoping to get a heart. Oh, heart's good. Yeah. I wanted heart and I wanted to, I wanted another tongue, but my freezer is full. So I'm glad that she didn't, find any more meat to bring me because I don't know where I would put it. <laughs> Do you need anything else? You should just put on Facebook or send a text message when you need things. And then just people, it'll just appear on my porch. I think it works yeah. that way. I think for you at least. I think in this community it would. It would. And, it would. you know, I um, I don't think 
that I probably will need all that much uh, for the rest of my quarantine, except just it sucks. So, you know, maybe check in on me every now and then. Okay. Um, so it just kind of sucks to, to be locked up. I was talking to, I was talking to our soccer team the other day and they um, had all these questions about, you know, how is it going to be when we get back and what are all the different guidelines and things that we're going to have to follow to be able to have a soccer season. And I just told them, you know, I, I told them what I just told you about that. I got tested and I'm quarantining and I hope none, of, I hope none of you have to do this because I'm not even sick. I'm not even yeah. sick and it sucks. Like just yeah. being cooped up and especially when I'm just getting back to town and as you know, if you, if you leave the state having a quarantine right now, if you, if you go to a state that has high rates, right. Um, it's crazy. So just be safe and make sure that try not I've to had, those. I've had customers come in at the, at the wine bar and they're saying that they've known like a lot of people who died from it. And I was like, I, I don't know anybody who's passed away from this situation. So it, it's so unreal. Yeah. I mean, it, it's distant for us. It's right. distant for us. I made it a little bit less distant for me, but it, it was still distant. I mean, none of, none of the people that I worked with so far, hopefully fingers crossed, I'll keep the trend going, but nobody mm -hmm. has tested positive um, after leaving the program that we were working in. So we did really well. Right. And, um, Obviously, we were dealing with COVID positive patients all day, every day. So, yeah, um, we did really well uh, as far as following certain guidelines to protect ourselves. And some of the nurses that I worked with had worked at other facilities before coming to the facility that we were in. So, you know, we were doing basically a quarantine program, but some of them had come from, you know, the Javits that everybody's heard about because uh, it's basically, most people probably don't even know what it is, but it's basically a big convention center that uh, they outfitted with all sorts of hospital equipment. Um, they had basically pods set up where they would have a patient in there and all the equipment that they could possibly need. They... At the beginning, they were even like sending in drones to take their temperatures, like wild stuff, you know, wild wow. stuff. Wow. And um, we had people that worked at, you know, different emergency rooms and testing facilities and different kinds of stuff. And they all had different stories about, um, about what that was and really interesting stuff. But the ones that worked at the, the more acute care type places really... Like you could tell that they were rattled to some degree by it because of the level of death that they did see mm -hmm. and that they were, that they were dealing with that. It was, you know, they were mostly thankful to be working in the program that we were working in because um, it was, it wasn't like that where I was it, like, there were a lot of heroes there. We weren't, you know, we were kind of on the back burner. Um, but you know, our, our role was very important there, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't like what a lot of these folks are doing. So you weren't around like critical care people really? No, I, I thought it, when we, here's another thing that I'll tell you about all the people that I worked with there is we all thought that we were going to a facility that was going to be like 
that was going to be crazy. We thought it was going to be wild madness that we were going to be, you know, running around trying to like in, invent the wheel of how to do this. And we thought that there were going to be patients, you know, stacking up dying right. and on ventilators. And we're like, oh, how are they going to do this in a hotel? And I said, okay, well, you know, you could potentially in a hotel um, take out most of the furniture and bring in hospital beds or cots or whatever you got to do. And you, you could make a mobile hospital type scenario in a hotel if you had the equipment. Uh, it would just be, it would be a big operation. And that's what we were told was going on in New York City was a big operation. Uh, but what it turned out to be was it was just quarantine facilities. So people who had tested positive mostly or people who had been tested had been exposed and were waiting for results. Um, it was a place where they would have a safe place um, that would keep them safe and would also um, make sure that they weren't spreading the disease to other people if they had it. So really when you talk about flattening the curve, which was, you know, kind of the big buzzword that we heard right. 43 times an hour for the first, you know, month of this. And, and hopefully I think that we've done it somewhat is that was exactly what that facility was doing is uh, flattening the curve and taking out, taking people who could be spreading it around the community and, and taking them and giving them a place where they wouldn't be doing that. But the, the thing that everybody the thing that everybody had in common there was that they all had to be at a level where uh, a level of independence where they could take care of themselves. And really our, our main interaction with them was just meal delivery, taking temperatures, checking on them, making sure they were okay still and that there weren't any problems. And if there were problems, then we could get them to the care that they needed. So, you know, they weren't having to get an ambulance to their house or having, you know, if you're alone at home, if I, if something happens to me, please right. check on me, you know, <laughs> because there's nobody here checking on me. Right. You know, I think so that's, something, I think that's something that should be done here overall the whole time. Like when we haven't been able to get in contact with someone, just checking yeah. in with everybody. I haven't. Yeah. Best, whether you, but, yeah. Whether this is going on or not. Right. Right. One nice thing that I do know is uh, I did talk to one of my friends is currently working as a contact tracer. Okay. And part of what they do is throughout the uh, quarantine period is to call them each day and check in on them. And oh, I think they, really? they, I think they may have changed that to a text message system now. Okay. But at least at the very beginning, it was just a phone call checking. Hey, how are you doing today? You know, is everything okay? I can imagine I can be on the phone for a very long time. Like yeah. there are some times when people call from at Cardinal and I'm just on the phone for a very, very long time. And I'm just chit chatting with them. She said she that? missed it. She said she missed it when they used to call the patients. Okay. Because uh, like she was starting to make friends with some of them. <laughs> like she has to like, <laughs> see that. like look see forward that. to talking to that person the next day, you know? Yeah. yeah. Did you um, advertise or really talk up the Finger Lakes while you were in NYC? There are probably a whole uh, herd of... What was that? Not me. It was a car, car, car horn beeping yeah, outside. <laughs> I, I, live, I live in the big city of Dundee now, so there's, there's some 
cars that drive by here and there. <laughs> That's funny. There are going to be a whole bunch of people from New York City and from around the country that are going to be visiting the Finger Lakes who never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because nice. they're all yeah. fired up about it. I've, you know, they, some of my friends, you know, one of my good friends that I made there, um, she's from Haiti. And, but she's been living, she lives in Brooklyn. And she says, she's like, Phil, she has this whole, she's like, I, I would do this no matter who it was. She's like, Phil, as soon as this is all done, you're the first person I'm coming to visit. Yes. I want to like she wants to get out and come get out into nature. She grew up in Haiti. She said she had goats and stuff when she was a kid. So she misses being out like in this kind of an area. And I showed her pictures and she's like, I I really want to go there. And uh, but she said, when I come visit you. I'm going to show everybody your picture and I'm going to say, if I if I come up missing, go look for that guy. (laughs) And I'm like, what are you you trying to say? She's like, oh no, I always like whenever I go anywhere, I always show them who I'm who I'm gonna be with. That's actually a very smart thing to do. No, smart thing to do. I say the same thing about you to people. If I ever go missing, this is the guy right here. Probably Phil. It's Phil. (laughs) Phil or Marianne, one of those two. I don't know. No problem. (laughs) I think it's probably Mary. Mary would be it. Mary would be it. Actually, so. Yeah, Mary was. She had some couple, a couple questions for you. We tried not to bombard you because I didn't want to bother you too much when you were down there. But she was wondering, like, what kind of gear you were wearing, like, compared to what she wears. Like, the rules changed daily. It was okay. exhausting. Like, I bet. the procedures changed daily. Um, they, when I first got there, it was like they they did a quick. Like, okay, well, you're an athletic trainer, so you already know all like, the universal precautions, how to put on gloves, how to take off gloves, uh, those kinds of things. Um, I did have to shave my face so that my N95 mask could seal. Uh, because right. if you're walking around, hey, word of the wise, if you're walking around with an N95 mask because you think it's going to help you and you have a beard, it's not going to help you because that doesn't work that way. Shave the so beard. anyway, I shaved... I, um, it's, it's weird. Anyway, I, I had an N95 and it was basically the way it was set up is that my role didn't include a lot of uh, direct close interaction with the patients. So most of my interaction with the patients was, you know, either over over the floor phone, um, or you know, from twenty feet away, or whatever. At least at first, and they told me they're like, make sure if you're on. So there was, there was one floor that was COVID negative mm-hmm. at first, and so that COVID COVID negative floor was a little bit more relaxed. You didn't do all all of the precautions, right. um, but on the floors where you knew they were positive, you did. So on the COVID negative floor, it was at least a surgical mask. And then we did cleaning. Like part of my job was to go uh, use sanitizer and clean everything that might get touched. Um, right. And it, it would change based on what floor you were on, how often. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, guys. This uh, 
you probably didn't hear, but Mary found this kitten in the middle of the road and it's vicious. So I got to go take it out of the room because it's attacking out me and everything else <laughs> in the house. So I'll my right black back. cat is just playing with my hand right now. So it's crazy. Um, yeah, they, I, I can understand things changing on a daily basis for well, the, all the of us. The situation changes. Yeah, yeah, just got to keep up with it. Um, if anything, you learn from anything, you just have to be flexible. And just be like, okay, this is what we have to do now. Yeah, well, and that's that's a lot of what it was. And, and coming up with suggestions and coming up with solutions. Yeah. And most of the time that didn't matter because we were just following whatever came down from corporate anyway. But um so anyway, on okay. on the just back to finish answering Jesse. Yes. Is so on the COVID positive floors when I first got there, it was an N95, just anywhere on the floor, and they told me uh, make sure you have gloves on when you're on that floor, and I'm like, okay. In my brain, right, that I use sometimes was okay. I spent a lot of time working in labs and a lot of times cleaning wounds, whatever. Right. So if gloves, gloves are for cross contamination. If you wear them all day long, you might as well not wear them at all. Right. It doesn't right. make any sense. Right. So I'm sitting here wearing my gloves and the nurse is like, why are you wearing gloves right now? <laughs> I said, because they, the boss told me to wear gloves. They're like, but you know, that's wrong. Right. It's like, yeah, I know it's wrong. But that's what the boss told me to do. So I got halfway th through the day and I said, you know what? You're right. I'm just going to do the right thing today. Right. And I did. And I never, nobody ever said it. So anyway, so I went to, you know, you put on gloves when you go to touch things. Right. Right. So then right. Next step, we get down and then anybody who was actually within six feet of the patients, the patient would always have a mask on. Right. We would always have a mask on. They would at first they had an N95 mask on, a full face shield, and a full surgical gown, right? And gloves. Right. Um the by the time that I was finished there, I'll just skip ahead. Is by the time that we were finished there, um, it was still there. It was mostly just a, a surgical mask, like the N95s. And the gowns and the face shields really became used only when we were doing procedures that would be aerosolizing. So um, here's a, that's a thing to think about, right? So if you're going to do something like CPR, right? right. You're gonna do C which we didn't have to ever do when I was there, okay. thank God. But if you were going to do CPR, when you do the chest compressions, yeah, it creates an aerosol, right? right. So yeah. you need to make sure that you're protected. And what it came down to is putting a mask or a cloth over the patient's mouth while you're doing the CPR and the chest compressions and just doing hands only. Um, right. That if we sense. were to have to do it right now, if uh, the other thing is when they would come in, we'd have to kind of check and make sure that they didn't, they didn't have like lighters or drugs. Or, so we'd have to go through their, we'd have to go through the bags just a little bit to make sure right. they didn't have anything that was not allowed and, because we're not in their room really. So, um, during that, I'm sure they, loved that. they hated it. Well, actually, yeah. you know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I only had maybe twice that they even cared. Usually they were just thankful to have a place to go. 
I bet. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There was one guy that was really against it, but everybody else was just happy to have a place to go mostly. So it wasn't really that big of a event other than that you did have to wear full PPE. Yep. Um, if you're doing anything with their linens, like that's, you have to have full PPE. Right. Uh, but other than that, it got to where you could even be in an elevator with a COVID positive patient and all you were required to have on, a lot of them would still wear an N95 because they wanted to, but all you were required was any kind of mask and gloves as long because you weren't doing an aerosolizing procedure and you weren't going to be in the elevator with them for a long time. Right. So that's anyway, that's kind of what, that's what it was. And they even got to the point where, you know, they're doing what's called extended use of PPE. So like gloves are obviously you use them once. Um, the N95 mask is designed typically to be used once, but sometimes they were using them up to five uses Okay. Uh, before they'd have to get a new one. Um, the gowns, they were using some, the gowns and face shields sometimes for up to a week. Wow. And that's wow. not, like, that's not standard procedure everywhere, but that was, um, we just use proper storage uh, methods to, to kind of make that safer at least. Um, and to be able to extend the use so that we would have enough gear because otherwise, uh, I don't know if we would have had enough. Can I, I believe hearing... Uh, hospitals were doing the same thing with the masks. They were reusing them. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody's doing it now. Yeah. I want to ask you guys a question. So, I we I go out a lot and I see the signs on the establishments, you know, wear your mask, right? And I still see people go in without wearing a mask. And I, I want to know what your thoughts on it because I just, I tried not to like look at them. Like, why are, and they might not wear a mask for maybe different reasons or whatever, but I'm just like, it makes me now uncomfortable when I go into like gas stations or tops or even Aldi. I'm just like, why, why are you not following the rules? It's just so strange to me. Does that happen a lot here? It happens randomly. It's not a lot. It's not a lot, oh, but see, it's. I see it all the time. Do but, you? See, yeah. I don't. Oh, yeah. Where do you see it though, Jesse? Because I see maybe they're vacationers, but then I see, um, are you referring to the Mennonites? Well, no, just like all over. So like Walmart, Tops, a uh, couple of the bars and restaurants that I've been to. Um, okay, yeah. You know, so places like that. It's, it's pretty rampant. See, but, uh, at, at the wine bar, everyone, I, we, I explain the rules, like what's going on. Like if you, when you guys have to go in, you have to put the mask on. But everyone has been thankfully really, really good. I haven't dealt with anyone being nasty to anyone, which I'm so, so thankful for. Yeah, I've only had to tell one group of people to please put on a mask, and they got kind of nasty about it. But, you know, I kind of told them I don't want to be wearing one either. So, I mean, we're all just doing it because that's the rules, and we have to follow the rules, obviously. So it's uh, kind of how it goes. You know, they weren't happy, and they left, and said fine. sorry. You know, fine, that's it is what it is. Unless you're right? gonna give me ten thousand dollars for the fine, uh, yeah, and you're more than welcome to not have your mask <laughs> on if you're gonna cover the fee. So, yeah, the way Again, I'm thankful for it right now, where we've been like the past few months were so horrible, but being able to be open now, even if it's 50% capacity, even though we have to um, wear the masks and everything, I'm just thankful that we're, we've been able to be open. 
And I know I had some customers that kind of like, you know, because they say things about Cuomo and I'm just like, dude, I don't really care. Other than that, I think Cuomo, he, I would never want his job. His job sucks, honestly. But because of what he's done, we are able to be open Fourth of July weekend or be open like right now. I think I'm just, why are you having that look on your face? I, That's the way I look at it, though. Yeah. I think that what he did... Um, was Could have been better, maybe. It. Was one What's way that? to tackle it. It was one yeah. way to go about it. And it's really far away from the way that I would have gone about it or the way that I would have liked to have had it gone about. Right. But uh, you can't change it now. So here we are. And Well, no one's ever had to go through this before. So, I mean, yeah. I'm not taking off for the guy. I'm just saying this is a hard job. It is a hard job. I, right. I don't disagree with that. It doesn't have to be as hard as he makes it. I think that um, he's made it a hard job because he yeah. said that I he's he said that I'm big daddy, and I need to tell you all what you need to do, and I need to make sure that you do it, and that's the only way this is going to work. And I, I just don't think that that's how it is. And I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I think that um, as much as he did bring us a lot of information that was important. Right. And he did um, make a lot of decisions that were probably difficult to make. Um, I just, I don't think that he needed to be big daddy. I think that he could have said, um, you know, okay, here are some guidelines that we want to put in place. Here are, um, some things that we recommend. Here are some things that we're going to do, you know, as far as mask wearing, we really think that you should like this. Yeah. Is, I mean, that mask wearing is just an easy target because it's on everybody's face. Right. Um, so what he's, what he did was he said, if you don't do it, we're going to fine you. Which never happens. I don't think it's, or happened. Has it? it's happening. Has it's it? Happened. I, yeah. I, I don't oh, yeah. see it. And at the same time, not requiring the police to do it, which. Oh, that's another thing. Right. Um, anyway, the ma so the mask is an easy target, right? So he right. said, everybody has to do it or we're going to find you or whatever, or beat you up. So what you could have done is said, we really think you ought to do it. We think that. Um, businesses definitely ought to be able to have the ability to ask people to do it and to ask people to leave if they don't do it. Right. And then, you know what, if you don't do it, you're trespassing, right? We already right. had that law. We didn't need new executive orders. We didn't, we just need to say, okay, look, here are the, the guidelines that we think you ought to follow. Here's why it's actually a good idea. It's actually going to, be something that's going to keep your mom from dying, maybe. Right. Yeah, it makes a connection. So, you know, just to, if, if it's a good idea, people will do it. Yeah. And probably more than if you try to force it on them, because now it's like people are rebelling against it. Well, it wouldn't be a, an issue where people are rebelling about it if, if you would just educate them instead of forcing it. I think right. I could see that. That makes sense. So that's where I'm at is, you know, if enough businesses, if all the businesses said, Hey, we want to protect you, right. we want to protect our customer. So we're going to wear masks. We're going to have a box of masks at the door. <laughs> we hope that you bring your own, but if you don't, we still want your business. Mm -hmm. So 
I'll I'll let you I'll give you a mask. I'll give you a paper mask, surgical mask, and you can wear that while you're patronizing my business. Mm-hmm. You can take it with you afterwards, whatever. And um, if you don't want to wear it, then I'm sorry, but we'll we'll have to make sure that we keep all of our other customers safe. Right. No. So, yeah, I have I have a pretty big opinion on it. But before I do, I never want to get into this since I was a business owner. I don't like politics. I throw in my opinion. So <clears throat> in this cancel culture we're in, I want to say my opinion does not reflect my business opinion on this at all. <laughs> Good, disclaimer. Really like, Good disclaimer. Yeah, no, seriously, just like throw it out there. So if I was Cuomo, I, I tried to put myself in his shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said, I get hit with this. There's a lot of people with a lot more knowledge than I know on the whole situation. I think his first steps were brilliant because you want to be on the right side of history, right? Do you want to be force people to go home and save lives? Or do you want to tell people to, you know, just keep going, screw it. And then they look back and say, wow, you know, this guy is, you know, he's gotten thousands of people killed. So I agreed with him up to there, you know, be on the right side of history, make people stay home for a little bit, shut some things down. But then I get to where Phil is, where it's like, you start mandating things that I don't think you have the power to mandate. You Mm -hmm. can't, you shouldn't be forcing people. Again, I guess because Phil and I are both kind of libertarian, you know, we feel like you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't impede other people's rights, you know? So if you want to wear a mask, you wear a mask if you feel unsafe, but I shouldn't have to wear a mask if, I feel safe without one because as long as you're wearing a mask and you're avoiding me- people that aren't wearing a mask, you should be safe. Maybe in, I no, say, no, I gotta be double advocate. I have to be double so? advocate is that that's not how masks work. Right. So that's the argument that a lot of people have made. And I, I, I love where you, where your head is with it. Yeah. But the way that the masks work, is when I'm talking to you right now, spit's coming out, you know, droplets are coming out and the mask slows that down. Right. For you, it might help a little bit, but if I'm not wearing a mask and you are, your mask isn't going to help you. It might, I mean, it'll help like a hair, but for the most part, your mask isn't going to help you. Your mask is going to help me. And I know that's, like we've always we've had all these memes and stuff of oh your mask isn't for you it's for me but that really is uh, true so um, I, it, I get I get it, what it you're saying the water it muddies yeah. the water with that lot I I feel the same way but it muddies the water but my main my main point was the only time I think masks should be required for everyone is in essential places grocery stores yeah you know pl- places where you have to go to survive. Yeah. You know, I, like that. I don't think that a mask should be required when you're, I mean, I guess, I guess you have to at a bar restaurant, but when people are standing, they can't have it. When people are sad, they, they, you know, it just doesn't make sense. There's so it many does. things that just, it's just like, whoa, that doesn't even, well, make yeah. it. I mean, I get if people you're are walking, around. walking around, but it just to stand at a bar, if there's no seats left and you stand there, you have to be wearing a mask. It's like, it gets pretty interesting. If there's so, no seats left. You got a whole different problem. Yeah, well, that's true. Not really, actually. Not at all. Not not the way I'm set up. So we we put six seats at the bar, all spread out six feet. That's and if, if two people or a couple, there's 
a right. big section of bar with nothing there, no seats, nothing. Right. There's yeah. all there is is a standing room. So it's actually, no, it's not a big problem for me, at least maybe in other places. I was trying uh, to think of how that would work. Yeah. You know, like my, uh, actually congratulations to my niece. She's getting married today and I'm not going to be there because I'm in quarantine. Congratulations. Uh, but I, I looked at pictures of her setup and I was like, oh, well, that's like they had all the chairs kind of like three or four feet apart. I said, oh, well, that's kind of neat. But, um, you know, people really, if, if we're if the point is to do any kind of distancing, really, they ought to be sitting kind of in family units. Right. Household units. Um, so I don't know. It's all tricky, though. I see when where it, you're coming from. but it's It's just all tricky. The bar yeah. situation, at least with my bar, it's it is it is difficult. But as long as they come in as a unit and they sit down at the bar or at the tables, it's cool. It's just when they want to get up and like want to hang out, and, like just wear your mask, yeah. do what you need to do. Right. Um, and and that's mostly for the fear of like if someone saw my restaurant and they're like, oh, you're not you're not following suit, and that's like a biggest thing. So I I don't know I don't know if I told you, Phil, but I'm not doing any live music this year. I decided that it's, I just can't comply with the regulations that's expected. And it's, it's super sad because I really love, I think we all love having the musicians there, but I don't have like the outdoor seating, like the wineries and breweries and they can totally do it. They can totally nail it. But I feel like I would put my business, my license in jeopardy if I were to have live music there. So. So do you feel like here's a, just going off what you just said, you said that you you didn't want for people to think like you were, you know, not going with it, right? Right. So if it wasn't, if you weren't going to get fined, would you still want people to wear a mask? I always want people to wear a mask. Well, it, yeah, because I don't, the idea of possibly people spreading what's, what that potentially could be spread with among everybody, I don't want anyone to get sick. So if there, so if there wasn't a fine, you'd still do the same thing if they told you that this is what you should do? They said, okay, yeah, here's a, here's no, a guy. It has, it has nothing. But it has nothing if, yeah. But I mean, if it, it was, it has something more like, hey, this business owner thinks it's okay to still come together and hang out like that. I don't, I don't want to be perceived like that. I want to, I want to follow suit what I think is. is so then right. maybe, so if there was another restaurant in town that was doing that, no masks and mm-hmm. like they didn't care if people were wandering around and having bigger groups, right? So if that existed, um, would you go there or would you avoid it? I, here's what I would do. I would avoid it. But there's another second thing I would I would totally make sure I would never do. I would never blast it on Facebook. And I right. see that more and more with people. They have these silly little balls. They just want to make you look like an asshole on Facebook mm-hmm. rather than just contact the business owner and just be like, hey, look, this is what happened. This is what I saw happen. Can just want to make sure you're aware of it. Like actually have a conversation. I think when people put something nasty on Facebook or whatever, and they want other people to jump on it and be nasty about it. I just feel like what has, what happened to our society? That's like, so it's so sad how, where we're going right now. Um, And I think Jesse, I had this conversation with you on Friday. It's like, you know, if you ever, if you saw something I did wrong, you would talk to me and I would talk to you, but I would never blast another business on Facebook like that. I think that's just pretty, that's right. It's pretty shitty. Yeah. I do think, I think there might be a place for that, but it's like way down the line of options. It's right. like, it's like your 47th option at least. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. 
I agree. But so what so my what my point was with the with the questions I asked you is you are doing it. You would do it whether you get fined or not because you think it's going to help protect your customers. Right. And you wouldn't go to a business that wasn't doing it. No. Because you wouldn't feel safe. Right. And and you don't think it's protecting their customers, right? So does it need to be a law? Does it need to be an order? Does it need to be a fine if if you would do it anyway? I think it should be mandated. I think it should there should be a mandate like a big suggestion because how many people um, Mary Ann's probably in the minority around here. Would you? I am a minority you? too. Would yeah. would you do it if would you still do it if it wasn't required? Would I still wear a mask? Yeah. I guess it would count like where I was. Like if I'm going to be around people and I can't maintain distance and I'm well, yeah, just when you're. I right. mean, yeah. I don't wear one walking down the street. I no, I don't. When I go no. by somebody, but I'm talking like you know, if I'm at an out like a market outdoors and I'm not right. around people, I don't think I'd wear one. But in a confined space in a bar, uh, I keep I've kept myself out of that situation. Yeah, for right. a reason. So yeah, I try not but to. You get what I'm saying? That it, it probably doesn't yeah. even need to be mandated i see what you mean by that because what what will happen is the market will sort it out right the businesses will say oh well my business is down because people are specifically not coming here because they can't wear a mat or because they whatever yeah nobody's wearing but Phil, i don't think a lot of people have that common sense though like i think people need to be told what to do yeah this is the problem is i think marianne's in the minority here and so am i when it comes to wanting that trying to keep people safe. And again, because we're business owners, you know, we don't want to bring that, bring coronavirus into our business or our employees or anything else. It's, it makes, you know, she also has a young daughter, you know, I'm yeah. around my older parents. So there's a little yeah. more that matters to me, but. Your I parents you, are not parents old, are not old. old. You stop uh, my, my, my dad's 62 is <laughs> up there, right? Oh my so, God, that's like super young. So yeah, anyway, so <laughs> I, the problem is, is fr- I have friends that think, exactly opposite what i do and a lot of them are not even close they're just like no these it's like it's a conspiracy they don't want to wear it they think it's stupid are they business owners no that's the thing because i think business owners have enough sense to know that if they don't say you have to have a mask on to come here that it's going to hurt them yeah well a lot of business owners have been fined and everything else over it so it's starting to starting to kind of everyone's jumping on board so i've been doing it since the beginning i mean it's the only the only way to do it so yeah again be on on the right side of history you don't want to be the business that's not doing it It doesn't look good yeah no there's a lot of again this is not something i like to talk about live because people can take what you say and twist it around and make you sound different what you are but really i'm just for i'm just for stripping people of their liberties like, you know, mm-hmm. that's why it's like, that's my only thing. I'm going to do it. If it's mandated, it's a law. I follow the law. That's what I do. I mean, that's what my, I got a degree in criminal justice. I wanted to be a lawyer someday. So like I get laws. I understand how it's That's your to be. excuse. So, yeah. Like, oh, it's not me. It's, it's that asshole Cuomo. <laughs> right. I mean, it really is. It's I'm, not me I, at all. I, I, if it was me, I'd just let you do whatever you want. <laughs> Yeah, you, you throw the. Of course, you throw the blame on someone else. That's politics, go, isn't it? Go ahead. That's so true. That's yeah. so true. I'm I'm a code enforcement officer. I mean, I'm 
stuck enforcing this. The police aren't enforcing this. Code enforcement officers are. are so, ev so every day I enforce this law. I enforce it. I go to the businesses. I go to all the low. I mean, I hate to throw you names. Or, oh, yeah. I hate to yeah. throw around. I'll just throw one name out there, the windmill. I mean, that's it. You know, just think about how big the windmill is yeah, and, how, and how many calls I can get about that. And honestly, they've, they've done a great job. It Have hasn't they? been that bad. But that's just one big business in Barrington where, you know, it's like there's a lot of people walking in now that place and it's got to be hard to enforce yep. that. Yeah. Yep. And they've done a, they've done a good job, really. So but and that's only one business. Just imagine what it's like for me. I probably spend 20 hours a week dealing with people not wearing masks and going in and trying to enforce it. There's a lot of the Mennonite markets around us, which they are a little more against the masks than I'd say we are, um, it, you know, had to talk to them a lot and try to explain to them what's going on and why it's a big deal. And so trust me, I'm the one that I'm the bad guy. I have to go do this or I can lose my license as a code enforcement officer. So, you are the bad guy. Yep. Yeah. I'm coming from a place, not only as a business owner, but being the guy who enforces it. So I'm on both spectrums. I have to follow and enforce. That's wild. Yeah. I want to kind of switch this up for a little bit. I just found out yeah. that Angels is opening in August. Angels has been closed for They've quite closed some time. time. Yeah. So I heard they're opening up in August, which I'm excited about because Porsche, that's, that's one of Porsche's favorite places to go in Penny Inn. So you know why, right? What? You know why? Why? Because oh, you've taken her there? That Is that why? No. Oh, because the coloring books. No. Well, she oh. likes the coloring books. They she give her a free coloring book whenever she goes there. It's wild. <laughs> I know. That's what she loves going there for. She loves the free coloring book. You know what else? She loves the food. Uh, no, tell me. It's because the uh, the pancake, instead oh, yeah. of just make it a circle, they put two extra circles so it's shaped like Mickey Mouse or something. <laughs> it's such a like, genius that's all. That's all it takes. Like, just make <laughs> so so I wanted to take her to the diner one time. Yeah. She's like, oh, no, I really want to go. I'm like, oh, I really like to go to the diner though <laughs> and yeah. it's like you know i bet you if we ask that they'd make so they did they made they put the extra circles on the pan you did just they? have to ask them yeah <laughs> they'll do it at the diner you just have to ask them special to put the ears on it they would They're love like, it oh, yeah, we'll do that. they would love it they should just do that anyway for kids so how much interaction have we gotten on this phil are there people commenting at all or people are probably on the lake right now um yeah, we've got. I'm trying um, to look on Facebook. I can't get. Oh, there we go. So I've see. got uh, comments from Minnesota and Ohio. And Is that the cat? Yeah. <laughs> I love his got cat. Back in. <laughs> We're good. Jamie Sisson's watching it. And, Jamie Sisson. Uh, love, love him. It was his birthday not too long ago. Happy birthday, Jamie. Happy belated. It, no, honestly, shout out to Jamie for supporting uh, a lot of local businesses during this, but especially mine coming in and getting taken Jamie out. and Ginny. Jamie and Ginny. Yeah. Jamie yeah. and Ginny are awesome. Yeah, we really appreciate it. It was did awesome. You guys, you guys, um, did you guys see that my brother came into town the other day? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike. Michael Healy. <laughs> if he oh, could my. really be my brother, I wish he would be my brother. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Oh, these cars are killing me in town. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to get back into the country. I know. Country well, I can't life. wait till we. I can't wait till we get into the to the new studio. 
Yeah, where's what's the status on that? Jesse? I was shopping up some cameras today, trying to we're, figure out how we're to good. It. The only thing we need is a decent table down there, and we can do the live live podcast. So it'll be that's in gonna person. be great. Yeah, it's gonna be what, fun. One of my friends uh, from the New York City crew was a uh, did a show on HGTV with like. She was also a carpenter or something, right? So she yeah. would build, teach people how to build bookcases and stuff like that. So uh, that was she gave me some advice on on lighting and stuff like that. So oh, she did, yeah. So awesome. we might get some lighting, some good stuff. Yeah, no, that's going to be exciting. I'm excited to do it in person. It'll be way different. There'll be probably it's going to be awesome. It, yeah, and I feel like in person we'll be able to get our points across a little more. It's like you, so I'm a, I'm a little timid on the computer because you never know, you know, it's hard to read each other. It's hard to get your point out with a, you know, like when you're with each other, you can like look at each other and I can't give you hand like, signals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be like Jesse, like no, no. <laughs> stop it stop that's like it. when stop we it. first started this and it was just me and marianne and there was no video we'd, we'd get talking and she'd start talking about something i'd be like <laughs> oh about his love life he told me off camera stop talking about his love life and i was like fine remember we were eating sushi and i was like mwah, mwah, mwah. i'm oh like the God. loudest chewer and i just have come to realize this. if you have good so. headphones and you listen yeah. to the episode <laughs> where we had sushi with sashimi I brought to her house and we recorded and you could just hear the whole time. Just. <laughs> oh, God. So sorry. That's funny. <laughs> so, sorry. so let's look at the calendar. Let's see when can we all hang out with Phil and it's going to be okay. I was, I was going to invite Phil over to my house last night and I forgot he was quarantined. Yeah. Cause I, okay. I bought, I bought, I bought the MMA fight. And I was like, oh, I'm going to oh, fight Phil. Yeah, yeah we can watch the fight. Yeah, and then I was like, uh, oh, right, Phil's quarantined. That's Next not time. happening. <laughs> yeah. Time. Well, it's July 12th. I almost said June. It's July 12th. When are you good to go? Well, it'll depend on my test results. But at the latest, um, at the latest would be the 19th. Okay. 19th. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. One more week would be the latest. Okay, that sounds good. Actually, the 18th. Yeah. Actually, the 18th. Yeah, okay. sorry. So. We should, we should all go. Um, we we should definitely take Phil to the Laurentide. That's for yeah. sure. My, my good friends, Marlon and Tracy, they're killing it there. Awesome, fun spot. I've only um, heard beer's time. really good. Yeah. yeah this, and then uh, there's a new place in Watkins Glen. There's a new restaurant over there called... Oh, I hope I don't butcher it. I think it's like Kukula Rock or something like that. Wait, where? Like... I was in Watkins Glen yesterday. What's yeah, it? Is it like... Are you sure it's not pronounced? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it looks like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, like if you're going, you're. Do you remember where Mister Chicken used to be? Yeah, the greatest chicken place ever. Sorry, yeah. Seneca Farms, but I love Mister Chicken. Uh, just like not too far back from that, like where that used to be, is where the restaurant is. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and they do like all seafood. Like you can get raw oysters, mussels, clams. Shut like, up. Damn, boo. Why didn't yeah, we talk about so. this Friday? Because I would have been on top of that yesterday. So there's a couple cool spots you got to take, Phil. 
I'm just not entirely sure that it's responsible to name a restaurant that during the pandemic when, you know, you're going to have to be making a lot of those sounds. Yeah. Oh, and, I see what you mean. And now I'm going to Google it to make sure that I have it right. So there's a pierogi place in Watkins Glen that we didn't get to hit up because no we were pierogies. too stuffed. I stopped. Um, but there's that. Have you guys been to that Seneca, that place in Watkins Glen? It's a cheese board kind of like it's like a uh, they sell wine they sell beer but it's seneca cheese i think it's what it's called but what's cool yeah, about it yeah they have like you can go upstairs and it's like you can see on top of like what the traffic looks like so it's so exciting when people start getting pissed at each other they're honking the horns they're like just person going <laughs> left and it's like oh my god this is so great so we cheer because it's funny for me um we went there oh so we so kev and i also went to um cuca breeze which is in the Hampton and it's a bar. They oh. have a bar there. Yeah, right. They have a bar and um, they have a light food situation going on. But I have to say the view is pretty nice. I like the view. It's small though. And I, and I get what they're doing, but it's, I think it's a really pretty place on the lake. If, especially there's not a lot of places on the lake that you can do that. Um, but if you want to check it out, there's a lot of, they have the liquor. They can do the Bloody Marys, which Jesse, we should do that Bloody Mary thing. We were going, we were going to yes. do that. COVID nineteen happened. You should get um, yeah. sudsies. You should use sudsies for the yes sudsies. Yeah, I've never that. had it. I have to try it. Oh, yeah, you haven't you had it. Try some sudsies. Oh no, good stuff. We'll fix that. We'll fix that. And that you. guy's my that guy's my neighbor. He's a he's a Barrington Knight. So yeah. oh my, he should bring some yeah. over. Tell yeah. him just bring some stuff over. So we should definitely do Bloody Mary thing for that. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was a cool place. We'll have them for a podcast, and we'll we'll build Sudsy's Bloody Marys. Sudsy's <gasps> he's an interest. He's an interesting guy. He'd be a good guy to put on a podcast. Very smart. I, he is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Is that a yes then? Oh, for sure. I'm I'm always down. So yeah, should be cool. Oh, talking about cool cocktails. So I'm going to the Laurentide on Monday, and we're going to invent a cocktail list all with beers for them. Ooh. So it's gonna be like beer cocktails. Yeah. Ooh, Should be interesting. Be like with yeah. liquor or with like li liquor, my liquor and their beer. Just make like cocktails with them, see what we can do. Should be interesting. That sounds like dangerous. You ever had a Michelada before? No. It's like a beer bloody Mary. It's like really good. It's yeah. Something. There's a couple other cool cocktails you can Is that make like one of them beer. right beers. I used like to go what? to this. I used to go, well, I don't know if I could say used to. A couple of times I went to South Dakota for a hunting trip. There's this little mm -hmm. bar in the middle of nowhere, and they specialized in red beer, which was basically you take um, kind of a, not like a light beer, and then mm -hmm. you mix it with like Clamato juice. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. pretty similar. Yeah, I think Micheladas, I think they use like, I think it's like the Mexican thing, like down in Mexico. I think it's like uh I don't know. I think it's like a lager. Car bombs. Yeah, car there bombs? we go. The car bombs. <laughs> no, our uh, a car bomb. That's a uh, Guinness. Thanks, Jamie. Guinness, uh, Jameson and Bailey's. Yeah. Do they that's have? Exciting. Do they make cider as well, or is it only beer? Only beer. Yeah. Only beer. I thought they're having a cider they, come up soon, though. Maybe. Laurentide, yeah. Right? yeah. If you look at the bottom of the menu filled, the upcoming beers is, I think, definitely it's a cider. And there's a Penyon Light, which I think Kevin's very excited about because he drinks very, very light beers like Molson. Yeah. Um, oh. So that will be 
well, it was Tracy's idea was right where he's like, it's a good idea to make a light beer where you're not going to be filled up after the second one. And the New England IPA get filled up on like after the second one. So it's such yeah, a cool they spot to go. To, they wanted to do the light beer to kind of like fit in with Pen Yen. They said like they don't want the people who don't drink craft beer to not right. show up. So right. they thought, you know, let's try to make a lighter beer for the non-craft beer drinkers. You know, they should, no, make, an, they should make an ice yeah. beer while they're at it. An, an ice beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's, uh, what's an that? Ice beer? Yeah. You know, <laughs> what's, what's an ice beer? Like you never heard of like, uh, like Keystone Ice? Yeah. Like the, oh. oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. my god. You know how they make that? No. They actually. Um, so it has a higher alcohol. Con it's like a light beer with a higher alcohol content. Okay. So they basically take a lighter beer and they freeze it and then they scoop off the ice uh, and that the ice isn't, doesn't contain the alcohol. The alcohol is left behind. Right, so ice is water. That, yeah. Right. So uh, it's a good idea. How you make ice beer. That's, That's how you really make Apple idea. Jack. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people haven't drank Apple Jack in their life, but for people that have. Is that you ferment Apple Jacks. How do you yeah, do it? Actually, Apple <laughs> You ferment apple cider, and then uh, you you during the natural fermentation, you let it like create its own alcohol. I guess you can add a little more sugar, just add some extra yeast. Sure. And then once sure. fermentation's done, you just leave it outside, let it freeze, and whatever doesn't freeze, you pour off, and that's your apple jack. So. Oh, and it's not carbonated. No, no. Well, I might make some of that because I've got some uh, cider that's been aging for a long time that I need to do something with and carbonating it is kind of a pain. This country was, was built on Applejack. It actually was the, uh, it was like a currency people traded like with Applejack to get like cattle or anything like that. Horses. Huh. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. So as long as you had, if you had apples, like you, you were set for sure. So a lot of, a lot of cool, information no one else cares about but since i'm a distiller of course i do but yeah yeah, Fun yeah. Stuff. we care we care yeah. oh <laughs> phil by the way trivia has been doing well really bar on thursdays yeah where's one you? there was one time we had it outside and it really? was oh it was so great. cool but i didn't get to hear any of the questions because i was running around like a crazy person That's um good. but my boy jay he's been coming up with fun questions i give him a couple categories and he just has been nailing it, so I'm pretty excited awesome. about it. Yeah. Oh, you've good. had you've had Jay doing it. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah, Jay he's doing a, it. He's a he's a cool guy. He's, yeah, he's cool. Really nice guy. He's yeah. so excited, and it makes him happy. And yeah, ah, I I just love him. I love his crew. It's just it's overall like a really good time. Yeah. Good every time. time every time I see him, he's always like super happy, always yeah. smiling. I love I love being around people like that. I'm, I'm like a half glass empty kind of person. I, I need to be around half glass, you know, half full kind of people. Jesse, so. when, when we strolled yeah. in Friday night, you were like, because oh, you, you were like, I need yeah. to close the door quick enough. <laughs> I'm like, the flag like, is still out. <laughs> <laughs> and then now, Phil, did you know this? Ruth, we call her Ruthless now. Oh, Ruthless. What's, yeah. What's Ruthless. what's going on there? Why? I don't know. What's the story? Uh, Oh, she's she's ruthless. She is in a nice way. That's well, the thing. Is like she's, <laughs> she, she's she's nicely ruthless. Like <laughs> you you ever had that grandma that just like she's like very sweet, but at the same time, you know, she's like trying to like 
tell you and you're just like, you know, that's Ruth. She's like, she's like, she's, she's very good at getting her point across and being very nice about it. So we just call her Ruthless and she's like all smiley, but she, she likes the nickname. She loves it. That's a good nickname. That is a great nickname. Did that come from you, Jesse? It did. Yeah. I was drunk. Named her. (laughs) 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 Oh, Phil, let me tell you something. When you stroll into any establishment in town, people are going to be excited to see you. You You've been missed, bud. You've been missed. I gave, I gave Phil a nickname uh, at my bar the other night. Remember? You're like, do you usually call him that? You don't remember asking me? And I was like, yeah, I go, oh, I can't wait to see Phyllis. And you go, do you usually (laughs) call him Phyllis? (laughs) I was like, I "I don't think Phil's going to like that nickname. (laughs) Yeah. Look how happy he looks. Sorry, Phil. Uh, I was drinking. It it was was in the moment. So what else is new in Penyan? He's like subject change. What's new in Yates County? Who's what? What's new in Yates County? Um, I told you about that. Um, thinking, Jesse, think on top. Quick, think quicker. Mm. I told you about Cuca Breeze that opened up at the beginning of July. Um, Angels is opening up in August. Uh, my parking lot next door is getting all screwed up, but that's because um, they're adding the sidewalk, the bridge. I don't know when the bridge is going to be done. I thought, wait, which bridge? You mean the one right next to the bar? Right. Like it, I thought that was open. No. Somebody showed me a picture and it's got like a sidewalk coming from it now. Yeah, the sidewalk, but the fence is still up though. Really? Yeah, still Unless they recently brought it down, but I, the fence is still up. Oh. Um, I don't know when the bakery is moving in next door. Where is that going? That's going to go where the kayak guy was. I thought he was still there. No, the kayak guy moved in the back. And so there's this empty space next door to Union Block. In the What do you mean in the back? In there's the back like. Of what? On the back side of the uh, white building. Like on the side side? Yeah, side side, side side back. Oh, okay. Huh. I guess that makes sense. He doesn't need that whole front. Right. Or maybe he does. I don't know what he needs. I don't know. What else, Jesse? You're I'll tell on Main you, I've got a couple. I haven't cool. been to see them yet, but we've got a brand new pavilion on oh, the Outlook Trail. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So for people, for people looking for a cool spot to check out, the Cascade Mills waterfall on the Cuke Outlet Trail now has. It's in the middle of a makeover, really. Okay. And we've we've had this dream of of making a, a awesome place for community things. Mm-hmm. And for it's it's going to be awesome. I mean, so far they've built a new pavilion, a new parking lot, and our. Um, We've got an old derelict building that was torn down that really was was becoming hazardous. And uh, it's really going to open up down there. And we've got a couple more projects going on down there that are coming up hopefully soon, uh, waiting to hear back from the engineering company. But it's going to be a whole different look down there. And a lot of people are going to miss, uh, you know, what they've gotten used to. But really, when you go down there, it's going to be gorgeous. So, awesome. Get, get down there soon. And then, so, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, um, I forgot on my schedule of things to do with Phil. I was looking at my calendar. So now I have to change the Sunday. But the 19th 
Let's go shoot some guns. Let's okay. do it. Let's go up to my property. That's you guys. You can come, Marianne. What do you think? You want to do it? Phil? I have my, I have my oh, daughter with me. hundred percent. I know he's down yeah. for it. I no, got my, bring my dad has a cool. What? Yeah, my dad has a couple new guns that he got. Then oh, oh new toys. We gotta gotta have some fun. So new adult All toys. Right. I'm in for that. Yeah. Cool. Nineteenth. We'll Marianne. So that's next Sunday. Yes. Oh. Next Sunday. Are we doing? Are we doing a podcast next Sunday? Yeah. It's up to you guys. It's up to you we, guys. We can meet after the podcast and do it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Let me know. Um, I'm thinking about opening up on Sundays yeah. again. Or maybe we'll just bring our microphones and do the... Oh, uh, I guess we won't have enough internet access up there to do them. Probably not. Middle mm, nowhere, right? Not really. No. That's too bad. That yeah, would be that's a, that would be cool. Yeah. Just to show guns on a podcast, I'm sure we would get... Uh, that, would, that would make a lot of people real happy. <laughs> all, all the I guns. Get, <laughs> I'd get demonetized. <laughs> um no but really quick i'm thinking about opening up back on sundays but i'm going to switch up the hours so instead of the four to eight we're going to be open up a little bit earlier um want to do like more like a mim uh, mim wow i can't talk right now mimosa situation I are you allowed to do that i'm gonna find yeah. out i'm gonna yeah, find why, out why not it's just champagne and orange juice yeah but i didn't think you're allowed to mix stuff there oh no 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 i don't that's not hard liquor not hard liquor. Oh, as long as there's no hard liquor. No, 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 no. Yes. No, I'm, I'm filing suit. I'm just double checking with my landlord to make sure it's cool that we're going to open up earlier as opposed to oh, later. Um, yeah. Just to hit up a different market we've never done before. Did you already and, advertise that though? No, I haven't even done it yet. I saw it someplace. Uh, I'm not on sure Facebook. Where? It's on Was, Facebook that that's your hours now. I think oh, like you might be open right now. I don't think so. But change, let me just say it's going to be happening next Sunday. So, cause we see, I see a lot of music's happening on the lake later on in the afternoon. So yeah. I want to try just changing it up and not everyone feels comfortable. Like, you know, going to church right now. I like to think it was a wine bar. It's kind of like a faith area where people can talk to other people in a very positive manner. So, I, but there's this, a couple new drinks that I want to roll out with. So I'm going to do it next Sunday. So yeah. So people can get warmed up for the day. Warm, let's warm up. Yeah. You have to oh, start in the morning, right? A little hair of the dog. Yeah, I think so. But Jesse, I need to know when you're going to do that Bloody Mary social. Remember we said Bloody Social? Yeah, yeah, whenever. You you guys you guys let me know and we'll make it happen. So, <laughs> Sundays Sundays are my only day off. So any We're Sunday, great at stuff. like, like re I'm ready. So. All right, the 26th, July 26th. Done. I'm putting it in my calendar now. July 26th. Yep. Cool. Oh, here's Sweet. another. That'll be here's, cool. Here's a really cool, just while we're, you know, singing the praises of Penyan. Yeah. Um, one thing that happened, kind of, I've been sitting on it for a while. It kind of happened way back when I first got to New York City was um, the program that I was working in, you know, serves a lot of homeless in addition to the general, you know, population of, of whoever. Um, and back then it was a higher proportion, I think, of, of homeless. I'm not sure what the actual stats are, but it felt like a higher proportion. And there were a few people that had some issues with uh, clothes. So specifically, oh. there, was, uh, there was even one guy 
or a couple guys, one guy even though that came in and his clothes were so dirty and we couldn't do their laundry there. We gave them clean clothes to wear while they were there, but we couldn't wash their clothes. Um, so this guy, two days in, his clothes were so bad that two days in, after trying to figure out if he could get them washed or not and found out that he couldn't, he had them thrown away. Oh, geez. Because that's how dirty they were. So he had nothing to wow. wear. So by the time that he left, I'd, I'd had a couple conversations with a couple of the nurses. And um, this one, her name is uh, Becky Quick, and she's from actually around near the Binghamton area. Mm-hmm. And she's one of the sweetest people you'd ever want to meet. Like, I don't know if there are really a lot of nicer people in the world than she is. And I was talking to her about it and I said, man, you know, I bet the college that I work for, I bet Cuca College um, could at least send some, like a box of t-shirts or something like stuff that's left over from events that we never used or something like that. And I was trying to figure out how to get it shipped because everything was still shut down. I didn't like, anyway, trying to figure out how can I get a box of t-shirts from the college down here? Well, what she said is, oh, well, you know, my, my daughter's coming to visit me this weekend. Like actually like Friday, this was Wednesday. So I said, oh, well, that's nice. And she said, no, but if you could get the stuff to, to Binghamton or if, like my husband could actually drive out and pick the stuff up um, where you guys are, if if that would work. So anyway, long story short is I made about four phone calls. Yes. And I called, um, you know, a couple of my friends that, that were able to contribute some clothes. Um, I called my boss at the college and he put together a whole, whole package of, um, old t-shirts and things like that and like clothes that they were looking to, you know, donate. And, you know, like the, the once again shop wasn't able to be open. So they've got clothes that are seasonal that they're sitting on that they, they can't sell to anybody. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was able to get through to the once again shop and they donated clothes. Awesome. And she got on the phone and she didn't say, you know, she didn't ask me really, a ton of details. Like I'd explained to her the program and she said, okay, what do you need? Like, that's all it was. It wasn't, what can you do wow. for me? It's just what, like, what can we do to help? And cool. I said, you know, it's probably a higher proportion male than female. And I've got right. a couple of female already donating some clothes. So they sent jackets. It was still cold. Then they sent jackets, t-shirts, sweaters, jeans, shorts, socks, underwear, shoes like everything wow in all different sizes and between a couple of my friends and between the once again shop which if you if anybody's listening and wants to support them please support the once again shop because they supported us yeah um the once again shop and cuca college sent clothes and a couple of my friends sent clothes they filled my boss's pickup truck with clothes. He drove to Ithaca where Becky's husband met him and mm-hmm. they did the handoff. And then uh, he drove him back to Binghamton. Binghamton, they switched it over to his daughter's 
uh, SUV, which was packed all the way to the ceiling. Wow. And within 48 hours from her saying, oh, yeah, we can get it here. We had a room full of uh, donated clothes that have, have been used for those uh, patients who need them uh, ever since. Wow. And there's still some there. So uh, that was a big, big uh, kudos to the um, Finger Lakes, to the Penyan community, Yates County, for all the people who, who pitched in to make that happen because that was just, it was amazing. And yeah. Uh, well, a big shout out to you too, Phil. I mean, having the connections you've made and utilizing them and you see, and you saw a need, you do, you it's always so see easy. needs anyways. It's so I know. Easy. But the All thing I is had though, to do is ask. That's but, the amazing thing. But you saw a need and you delivered and that's what you're really good at. So kudos to you as well. Well, and a big shout out, seriously, what a, if we're getting close to ending, like going down there and doing that, like people don't give you enough credit. It's pretty brave to leave everything you have to go help people out. I wouldn't do it. And so, I mean, and, unless, you know, it was, you know, forced on me, but just to go do it, just to volunteer is pretty impressive. So yeah. I think it's yeah. commendable. No, it's good, man. It's a good experience. Yeah. I'm glad that I did it. Yeah. You know, you don't like a lot of attention put on yourself. Adrian so Don, like I'm glad that he was able to be there too. One of our nurses is watching that um, really was, Adrian was one of our nurses who, I always said, I, like, I always felt comfortable with all of our nurses, but whenever he was there, just kind of, you knew that things were going to go smoothly. Yeah. yeah. Let us know when your friends come up, though, from this yeah. thing. I think you know that we'll take good care of them. Yep. And then you got to shout out to your boss, man. He sent you that package of goodies from up here. That yeah. was so cool of them. Yeah. Hey, so like along with the clothing shipment came, my boss is awesome. Not only did he bring <laughs> that stuff down, not only did he... Um, help make that happen because it wouldn't, I don't know if it would have happened without him, mm-hmm. but, and he didn't ask for anything either. He just said, yep, how can we do it? And not only that, but he went and he picked up wine for me from uh, rooster Hill. Oh yeah. And uh, he went and picked up bourbon for me from Jesse. Oh, it was a care package for you. And yeah. it was, uh, it went, it went over really well. Actually, um, I didn't, didn't need all of that wine and bourbon for myself because I, I was working 12 hours a day. There wasn't really much time for it, <laughs> but, um, there were a couple people who received some of that Cool. that cool. were very happy to get it. We yes. had, um, I made really good friends with the doorman at the, the second hotel I was in and what was I, his name? Um, oh, crud. Now you put him on Angelo. His name's Angelo. Angelo. Okay. Yeah. Angelo. And every morning, hey, Angelo, hey, <laughs> have a good day. You going to work? Yep. All right. So I'd see him. He, I think he was, I don't know if he was overnight or whatever, but I'd only see him if I was there real early in the morning. But I asked him, you know, what kind of wine does your wife like? And he said, oh, mostly white wine. I'm like, okay, dry or sweet? <laughs> mostly dry. So, you know, next time I saw him a couple of days later, I came down and I handed him a package. I said, this is for you and your wife to enjoy. And it was like, I gave him the world. That's so sweet. And, um, awesome. and Jeff brought me two bottles of bourbon, oh. and, which was awesome. And I drank most of one bottle of bourbon along with some friends, nice. one of which was surprised by it. He, 
he had some in a glass and he said that he was hung over the whole next day because he didn't realize how strong it was. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh, Good job, no. Jesse. Good job. Oh, and then I had an extra bottle. I know I can get another bottle here. And yeah. I had an yeah. extra bottle and I had a friend that I talked to about bourbon a few times down there who was the head of security at the uh, facility I was working at. And um, I, on my last day, I brought him, well, the day before my last day, I brought him that extra bottle of bourbon and he, uh, he might actually come on the podcast. He's got some really neat tricks, but he loved the bourbon. He sent me an email about how much he loved the bourbon. He said it was making him real happy. He did like it with a little bit of water in it. Uh, That really brings out the flavor and cuts the alcohol taste and you can really taste the bourbon. Oh, I gotta try that. Yep. Anytime you have any kind of uh, hard liquor, it should have some water in it. Uh, whether it's ice or, or liquid, but, uh, this guy shows up on his last day. He came and he stayed or on my last day, he stayed after he was supposed to have gone home, thankfully, because we needed to have him for something for a little while. But he told me a couple stories. He worked in a sideshow. He's going to, I know he's going to come on the podcast. I hope, I really hope because he's such an interesting dude. He's got all these stories about when he worked at the sideshow on Coney Island. And so on the last day that he knew I was going to be there, he came in and he took out this bag and he's like, Phil, you want to see it? I was like, yep. So he takes out this bag and he pulls out a five inch long uh, nail and a little tiny hammer. And he's like, all right. And he hammered that nail straight back into his nose. Oh, and then oh, he gets out the jar and like he's got other things that go with it. But he gets out the jar and he takes a six inch nail Okay. and he does the same thing with the six inch nail. I've actually got a picture somewhere of me with him with, with these nails, just like nubs sticking out of his nose. It's wild. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I know. That would sketch me out. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Start if you want to nail in your face, that's what that's I like leave. I, don't, I love it. I, I don't hang around people that just start hammering nails. You say that now because you're sober. It's not for me. <laughs> I, that's why he's got to come on the podcast is because I yes. want to see you squirm. <laughs> I will too. I'm not I knew I thought of it too. I said, okay, with me and Jesse and Marianne and with Rob, Jesse will be the one squirming. <laughs> I will. Not, not cut out for I love when Jesse gets uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's boy. Awesome. All right. Well, Look. we probably ought to get wrapped up and we can, uh, does anybody have anything else? No, I think I'm good. No, I think we, we, co- we covered a lot. It's nice, nice yeah. to have you back, man. As soon as you can come hang out, just text me. We got to do something. I'll so. be there. I'll be there. Yeah, it's good to be back. Thanks for coming on. We'll uh, get it going regular again. And But uh, hopefully we won't have any breaks like that again. No, that was Yeah, fun. no, should, should be good. Yeah, Unless we'll Phil get, feels get, like he needs to save the world, then we're screwed again. It's like Captain good. America. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, all right, everyone, have an all awesome Thanks for Sunday. everybody for tuning in. Make sure that you like, share, if you're checking it out on Facebook or on Yacht. YouTube, make YouTube. sure you subscribe and uh, 
check out our next podcast. All right. All right. Take care, everybody. See ya. Bye. Bye, everyone. See ya.